welcome to season two, episode fifteen of the Right Right Podcast. I am Elon. I'm John, and I'm Craig. I'm practicing my bizarre radio voice. You know, You're like doing- uh, like Ira Glass. He will pause at odd intervals when he is speaking. I like almost think- Shatner esque. Yes. <laughs> Uh, anyway, today we're going to be talking about how to market an ebook, and this is another episode where we will be um, talking about some of the more practical uh, steps involved with marketing an ebook. Um, a couple weeks ago, we talked about how to self-publish an ebook, and congratulations, you have done that. You followed the prompt that John gave out, where you had to go self-publish a book right now, um, and now you're in this strange position. You have to market it. Where do you begin? Where should you put an effort? What kinds of uh, tools are available if you want to market an ebook? Um, what kind of costs should you be expecting? Those are the kinds of things we're going to be talking about. Um, so to begin, I'd like to ask, and this is this is going to lean heavily on Craig's expertise and knowledge. Um, what are the basic tools to use when you market an ebook? Um. Automatically, I would say Twitter for sure. However, what I think what a, I think the mandatory basic tools are dependent on what you're writing and who your target audience is. Um, for example, if you are writing stuff that is targeted at middle-aged women, you would want to make sure that Pinterest is part of your platform. If you're marketing towards the 18 to 24-year-old age bracket, you'd probably want to make sure that Snapchat or Instagram is part of your platform. Um, Twitter seems to be the place where everybody's a writer. So I guess I would say Twitter is your basic minimum. That's a tough, tough question. Mm. And with the toughie. Sorry, I, I, I didn't realize <laughs> that it was tough. <laughs> I think there's other like things that often are they're they're obvious but missed and that's goodreads uh amazon author uh, central yeah, sure i would say that getting yourself set up on amazon author central is a necessity um and what that does is it ties all your books to your pen name mm. um and also it, you can put your bio on there and you can put some social media information on there so it's really handy it's like having an author profile kind of yes so if someone clicks on your name and you have Author Central set up, it takes you to your Author Central page. If you don't, it takes you to a search result for your pen name. And depending on which pen name is, there might be a bunch of other junk that's in there. Um, John mentioned Goodreads. That one I'm a little bit iffy on um, because different people have different experiences on Goodreads. And some of it's good and some of it's negative. Mm. Uh, I find Goodreads, I've, ne- I've not had good nor bad experiences uh, but I find it very clunky to use, um, and I just haven't quite figured it out. However, setting up a profile there, again, is like setting up an author central profile. It can tie all your books together. You've got your social media links and your profile picture and your bio, which is handy. I try to do that with my pen names. I haven't done it with all of them, but I've done it with some of them. I, I think the point with Amazon and Goodreads is not to use those platforms, so you wouldn't use them for engagement where you would be going in and, and trying to interact with readers or find readers. But like what Craig mentions, just setting up your profile 
Um, Goodreads and Amazon are the primary place where readers are going to find your book mm-hmm. and look at reviews and stuff. And they might, and so if you have an author profile set up, they click on it, they'll come to this info, and you in your bio you might have your website, you might link your blog, your Twitter, and there's now another place where potential fans or readers can find you. That's that actually, would... uh, that brings up, sorry to interrupt, but that brings up a question about a, a website. So um, having a destination for people to arrive at when you, uh, when you, you know, shout out your book on whatever uh, platform, uh, that's a personal website. Would you, would you recommend having a website for your book? Like a little, like a, like a one page landing page or something that links out to all the various places they can buy it in a summary, or would you, or would that just be kind of like too much effort? Um, what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> I recommend an author website <clears throat> with a page for every book that you've written an individual page for every book so that you have a landing page for your book. You should try not to brand yourself around your book, uh, because if you brand yourself around your first book, and then your second book is unrelated or has a completely different name, you're starting from scratch. Mm -hmm. But if you brand yourself around your author name, then that's consistent. And a lot of people, and this frustrates me, use Facebook or Twitter as their in place of a website. That is a bad idea because, one, Facebook has a real names-only policy. So if someone reports you as you have a profile under your pen name and it's not your real name, Facebook can and will delete your profile, so you lose everything. Oh. And two, or they force you to use your real name, mm-hmm. uh, and then in which case you lose all brand association. Yeah. And two... You never know when a platform is going to disappear because Vine disappeared in 2016. And if you read business news, Twitter has never turned to profit. So you never know if that's going to suddenly disappear. Yeah, I mean, and not not to continue ragging on Twitter, but um, the percentage of Twitter users that are bots um, is just like significantly higher than anyone thinks. Um, yeah. I've seen some estimates that haven't been corroborated, but that Twitter is as high as uh, 60%. Uh, uh, either fake accounts or uh, bot accounts. Um, I'll leave it, yeah. Which is um, which is stunning um, because it's such a massive platform socially and politically, globally, um, for it to be um, so completely overrun with uh, with artificial accounts is remarkable. Um, <clears throat> I kind of have a question. Oh, sorry, John, you look like you were about to say something. I was just going to throw in something about what you mentioned about having a book page on your website. Um with with author websites, I I also agree that every author should have a website, ideally by your name as a domain. Mm. So you know, um, I would have bought JohnRobin.com, but John Robin is a band that already has the website. If you Google JohnRobin.com, you will find it, and I'd love to take that domain. But I I settled for EpicFantasyWriter.com, which to me is it, it serves the point, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, ideally buy your name if you can and if it's not available maybe try author or writer or something like that um and then for your website it's a good idea to just make it very basic but uh, you know have have an about you page that has a good author bio have a books page so i mean these should be main links on your navigation menu and that's where you can showcase your book if you want you can set your book page to be your home page 
Mm-hmm. So that that would f- center it. But like what Craig mentions, your website should be your author brand, not a specific book. Um, yeah. So going further into the idea of of the author brand, um, when you are an author on social media, and we and we covered this briefly in our episode on social media, um, you are creating a personal brand, and uh, a lot of your interactions have, uh, in order to to, to 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 genuinely spread interest in you as a writer you have to be genuine you have to be sort of a part of the community in, in a meaningful way you can't just sort of uh, blast the, you know the, into the ether just like author ideas these are my books author ideas these are my books you have to interact right um is there anything that leaves a bad taste in your mouth about using those meaningful interactions and then leveraging those connections you've built to to market like, is that weird? Um, I think it depends on the platform. Uh, on Twitter, uh, I have no problem promoting myself and my books. Uh, but Twitter is sort of, like, known for that. So I just treat it like it's a marketing machine. Um, for my one pen name that has a Facebook page, it's like, it because Facebook seems to be a place more and more genuine connections happen rather than Twitter. I feel really weird about mm-hmm. promoting myself nonstop, even though people are liking my author page because they want me to promote to them. So like, I know they want that, but I feel really weird about doing that because of how Facebook works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I have a, I have a page on Facebook set up for my book review blog and I regularly contribute to, to it. Um, but I always, I've never done the sort of like bulk ask people to like my page thing. Um, (laughs) Even though I know I would get hundreds of more likes if I did that, I just don't want to be that because I've received so many requests that I was like, eh, fine, I'll like your page, but it won't have any real meaning. Um, But I see very little response and growth from, from sharing my, my book reviews and my content on Facebook. I see much more response on Twitter. Yeah. Like, Facebook is pretty much a dead zone for my promotion. Mm. One thing that I do, and I've seen other authors do this for their, if they have a book that they're trying to promote, um, create a tweet that has your cover, has a link to where it's available, maybe some hashtags and a blurb, and pin it to the top of your feed. And then you don't need to be tweeting, buy my book, buy my book. It's there, and you can trust that as you interact with and engage with people on Twitter, uh, if they wander onto your profile and they're going to see it. And if the, it interests them and they want to retweet it or like it, mm-hmm. um, they can go and do that. If they don't, you don't have any reason to be like bombarding your Twitter feed with promotion. There, there are some authors who've built their personal brands around an ironic constant b- uh, bombardment <laughs> of buy my book. Um, yep. And it works for them because it's tongue in cheek, but it, but it also works because people are like, yeah, fine. You know, like, to spite you, I'll buy your book. Like, I'm part of the joke. Um, and I've actually purchased a few books by doing that. And these yeah. authors, it's very clever because they acknowledge the absurdity of it. Um, but they also are being honest. They're like, please, please buy my book. This is how I want to make my living. Like, just, you know, yeah. for you, it's one book bought. For me, it's sustaining my life. Go do it. Yeah. Um, I, I want to I switch gears a teeny bit because what we're talking about right now uh, can be sort of all uh, 
grouped together under the umbrella of what's called organic marketing. Um, this is achieving connections and conversions, which is what you call sales or clicks, uh, by an organic spread. So you're not paying to have these placements seen by people. But uh, websites like Facebook and social networks like Twitter both offer the ability to uh, pay for advertising placement. Um, you can have your uh, promoted tweets appear inside of feeds of people who don't follow you. Um, and you can have that be an ad. I actually, I tried it um, with getting followers to my Twitter account. I posted a, I had a tweet that was like um, something along the lines of weekly book reviews of all the stuff you like to read. And then I targeted people of a certain age in a certain place in the world um, with certain uh, declared interests. Um, and I actually saw some growth from that. But was it worth it? I don't know. Um, but if you're actually advertising a book as opposed to just getting followers, that might be a different thing. Facebook also, you can have things appear in the feed next to or next to the news feed. Even if you don't have a news feed because you've installed some kind of news feed blocker like I have, uh, those ads will still appear and they will be targeted much more closely because uh, Facebook uses a lot of in, you know personal data to make sure that it's uh, appearing before people who might have a genuine interest in your content. Um, you can do Google AdWords. There's a lot of different platforms that are relatively inexpensive uh, to advertise. Like you know, for Twitter, for the Twitter ad, I think I, I showed the ad to like three and a half thousand people for twenty dollars um, over the course of a few weeks. Um, and that you know you don't get a ton of feedback from it, but that's not an overly expensive investment to try to expose people to your content. Do you guys have any opinions about paying for advertising for your self-published book? Uh, I'm generally not a fan of paying for advertising. Uh, I would not do uh, Google AdWords for promoting a book because people mm -hmm. generally don't go to Google to look for a book. Uh, Facebook is a potentially good place to advertise books. Um, Surprisingly, I think paying for advertising on Goodreads is not a good place to advertise your book. You'd think it would be because it's all about books, but the whole page, yeah, the whole page is mm -hmm. cluttered with books, and you've got a little ad that people are going to ignore. Um, I do know that some people have had luck with Facebook ads. Um, I've also heard people say that you should the purpose of the ad should be to get people to like or follow your page. So that you can continue to market to them after the ad is over. Um, I've not had a lot of success with it. Um, without getting into details, I write steamier stuff, and Facebook doesn't allow you to advertise steamier stuff. Ooh, so I Facebook. Have, yeah, I've not had much opportunity. Um, so, so let's let's push push on this idea of paid placement or perhaps negotiated placement because um, as you build an author community. Um, if you write steamier stuff, presumably you're, you're a member of a community of people who write and read the stuff, um, mm -hmm. all of whom have their own platforms, blogs, accounts, etc. Um, and so encouraging your network to assist you in marketing is also a very uh, helpful way to get the word out because you are, you are leveraging other people's networks. Sure, you have overlapping followers, um, but the chances are good that, uh, that if you uh, have the ability to place your your book on someone else's platform you will get uh, additional additional people you otherwise wouldn't have reached so there are people who do things called blog tours are you familiar with this concept yeah i've done a few blog tours myself 
Um, so for people who don't know what a blog tour is, it's basically a book tour in electronic format. Um, you contact a blog tour company, although you could set it up yourself. You, so with the blog tour company, you pay them a certain amount of money and they set you up with you're going to appear on these series of blogs over the course of a week or two. Um, sometimes, most of the time, it's just book promo, so your blurb, your cover, and your <clears throat> excerpt. Uh, some of them might do reviews. Some of them might invite you to put together a post. Some of them might interview you. Um, they're really hit or miss in my experience because um, a lot of times the blog might have, say, 50 people that follow it. And so you're not getting a lot of exposure. But some of them have really powerful networks with, like, thousands of people. Uh, but it also depends what is your purpose in the book tour if it's just getting your book on the internet that serves a purpose it yeah. doesn't matter how many people follow the blog if your book if your purpose is just get it all over the place yeah you can do that yeah i, I think this uh opens up like one of the probably the one of the last major topics of promoting or marketing a book and that is getting reviews and getting buzz going how do you do that mm -hmm. um because things are really shifting to online methods now, not so much bookstore, even with big, even with traditional publishers, um, they're leaning that way. It's about getting what they call blurbs or reviews on websites. So, so basically a blurb is uh, when you approach a blogger or an author or any other website or place that will put up an ad and they don't have time to read your book but they can read an excerpt and give you a brief recommendation. Many times when you see a book that's published, like a major published book, and you'll have a famous author with a quote, that's what's called a blurb. So they didn't actually read the book, but they read an excerpt and a summary, enough to get a flavor of it, and then the publisher got them to give that recommendation so that the name association will. What's this? Uh, I've got In the Name of the Wind back here. Uh, and on the back is a quote from Ursula, Ursula K. Le Guin. So that would be a... Yeah, and like with the Name of the Wind is a great example because if you look at the beginning, it is loaded. It's like almost every major fantasy author, mm -hmm. some recommendation. Now, um, I mean, it, the thing about blurbs is you can, you don't know whether it actually somebody read it or not. It's just it is it is practice that if somebody doesn't have time to actually read the book, they can write a blurb, and they are indistinguishable from reviews. Yeah. Well, a review being usually much longer and more detailed, but it could be like, you know, a great epic fantasy about a personal tale of how somebody can become a legend, right? Like, and, and yeah, I mean, not to like that, and not to toot my own horn too heavily, but um, I've actually my book review blog uh, has grown somewhat significantly over the last couple of years, and I've been asked to blurb a few print books. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, I now have a relationship with one of the big five publishers, which is very exciting, um, mm -hmm. who, who sends me books for review. Um, and that, that you know, that's having, that, those are, those are organizations, large organizations that have the bandwidth to reach out to any little blogger like, like me, um, and send either a digital copy or a paper copy of the book for review, but getting your book reviewed does two things. One, it allows people to find a, a somewhat, if not knowledgeable, then, uh, then elaborate description of, of 
of their impressions of your book, which is very helpful. If someone, uh, we talked about reviews in the past, reviews are super important, uh, for writers, readers, but another thing that it does, you were, you were hinting at Craig, which is it places the name of your book and you as an author in more places on the web. Um, and if someone does happen to search for a book, uh, or your book or for whatever reason, uh, the results on any search engine will be populated with with more and more pieces of information about you and your book and that gives people an impression about you um like oh wow this place this book has been seen by a lot of people in a lot of places um as opposed to having like the result be a tweet and the result and then and the following result be uh the amazon page and then nothing else of, of relevance um that's not a lot of uh easily uh, you know discernible quick info on the book um so I'll just briefly, um, as as the token book blogger, um, I will briefly mention what what I consider to be a fairly good strategy for contacting reviewers. Um, uh, we talked about this also in the book review episode. You should listen to it. Um, but very quickly, uh, find book blogs that you like, bloggers who are um, reviewing books that are in your genre. Um, send them a quick email. Every one of them has a contact page. Um, that just says, hey, this is my book, this is me, would you be interested in a review? And then attach the ebook file or an excerpt file, uh, whichever you feel more comfortable with doing. Um, but keep it pretty brief and personable. You don't have to be, generally, you don't have to be like super professional um, because most of these people are just fans of books. Like not a lot of the book review blogs out there in the world, uh, with the exception of things like uh, Unbound World and, and uh, SF Signal, like those are really formal, large blogs. But these smaller bloggers are just people who love books. And so they're just enthusiastic about being contacted by an author generally. I know I am. Um, so find books, book, book bloggers and book blogs that fall into your genre and category um, and prepare a short pitch email and just start reaching out. Um, because someone will bite. I know. I know. I usually do. I, I've never said no to an author who sent me their book. Um, I think offering the um, option to say, "I'd like," would you like to review this? But then say, if you don't have time to review it, if you would be willing to write a blurb, mm -hmm. like or an excerpt. I think when you open that door, you up you up your chances of getting responses much more than if you just can you read can you review my book because some people might just say I don't have time and they exactly. won't respond or or you know where some might respond and say I don't have time to review this but I could blurb it mm -hmm. uh, so asking for both is is very helpful yeah that that that's a really great point um, in addition so we're we're a little bit over time um, and. If if my memory serves, John, you had a recommended book for marketing. Uh, I do. Any book? Yeah, it's it's called uh, How to Market a Book by Joanna Penn, uh, and and it it walks through a lot of what we talked about. I think it gets in, into a bit more depth on some of the various platform considerations, components of a wet author website, uh, other marketing tools. Like we didn't talk about newsletters. Um, often that's kind of pros and cons. And blogging itself, um, you know, so 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 a little bit more in-depth discussion. But what's really great about this book is you can use it as a step-by-step -step guide to set up a thorough author platform and a marketing plan uh, once you decide to start self-publishing. Since everyone here has now self-published a book after our last prompt, and <laughs> so, yeah, we're we're starting a movement. 
So, so your next prompt is to get this book and yeah. set up the author platform according to it. <laughs> there, there is one more thing that I want to talk about, and it's going to be another episode because I think it's too big a topic to, to, to broach now. But um, real world marketing, you know, uh, mm. there's a whole world out there of conventions, of cafes, places people read, places people write. Um, do you go to a bookstore? Like we're talking about eBooks right now, so maybe you don't go to a bookstore. But um, I've seen flyers for books posted at uh, at local cafes. Um, I've seen uh, some really clever stuff that people have done to to market their book. Bookmarks with their Kickstarter on them, or uh, bookmarks with a with a discount code for for an Amazon book. Things like that. Really cleverly done things. Um, so let's talk about that another time. I think it'd be very interesting to to discuss. Um, and with that, my friends, thank you again, as always, for joining me. Thank you, listeners, for joining us. And we will see you next week. We will not see you because this is an audio production, but you get, you get the idea.